Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and this is episode 69. And in this episode, I have invited to the show a couple of gentlemen who have had some success on Kickstarter with their first project, which was a lot of fun. I had a copy of it. It's a hit at my house, Frankendie. They're back with Top This, a pizza flicking game, and I'm welcoming to the show the creative geniuses behind Uniforge, a uh, board game company out of Ottawa, Canada, and I have Marquis and Lucas on the uh, show with me. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to have you. Thanks for having me. Well, then, yeah, I, well I appreciate you guys being here. We, uh, we've, we've interacted in the past, uh, mostly by email. This is the first opportunity that we really have to sit down and talk. So tell me, first of all, a little, little bit about the two of you and Uniforge and kind of how you got to this spot. Um, we initially uh, were work at an um, advertising marketing company, and um, so we run this this company uh, doing consulting uh, on web. And, and uh, but we have a passion for board games, um, so we always thought, oh well, you know, one day maybe we can publish some games. Um, and uh, we were part of a, of a local uh, game designer group. Um, so when we started looking at uh, some of the games that were out there. Locally, uh, besides our own game, we have some game ideas and so on. Um, we decided to uh, select uh, maybe a few games and, and look at uh, the opportunity of publishing them. Um, but it was it was way down. Let's say let's wait two or three years. But then Kickstarter started, and we saw, oh wow, this is a great opportunity to maybe uh, kickstart one of our publishing games. Um, so let's get get started. So we look at uh, we looked at uh, one game um, in particular, which was a uh, very low manufacturing. Uh, but with great um, dynamic, uh, which was Frank and Die. Um, so we said, "Well, let's let's uh, let's start with that one and see uh, see how it goes." And uh, we successfully funded it uh, four thousand dollars over our, our goal. And what was your what, what what how many backers did you have for that project? We had two hundred forty-eight, um, which was so pre-sales. That was amazing to to get the, the game started. And the challenge became to to finish the artwork uh, and get the. Uh, the artwork in the hands of the uh, manufacturing to get it done. Uh, so we're a little behind in getting the manufacturing done, but we've learned a great deal uh, with the whole process. Well, don't feel too bad about being behind because most of the projects I backed back in September, October, November are still far, far away somewhere on a boat in between here and China or somewhere. So don't feel bad. You're, you're, you're in great company. There's a lot of other people who are still figuring all of this out. Yeah, we've noticed that as well. Yeah. We ha yes, it's been uh, it's been quite interesting. Uh, where where are you doing your manufacturing? Because that seems to be one of the hot topics right now. How to find a place to manufacture a game? Well, we we looked at uh, we didn't want to spend too much time on this um, to do a lot of research, but we did uh, send out uh, like an RFP to uh, to many uh, manufacturing in some of the states, um, and of course we selected Panda Games, uh, which are becoming one of the popular ones uh, for. Mm -hmm. Kickstarter projects, um, Panda Game was they were they were great, uh, friendly, and uh, uh, maybe a tiny bit more more expensive than, than doing it other ways. But uh, we figured let's build a relationship with them and see how it goes for our, for our, some of our future games and so on. So there, that was the choice to to go. Great, great. Uh, it, it's it's been working out. A lot of good games are coming out of Panda, and so yeah, you're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of people doing that. Uh, interesting. One of the questions that has to be asked. You, um, I'm guessing that you're not from uh, New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're, uh, we're from Ottawa, Canada. Right. And uh, we do get a lot of questions about 
how the heck are we getting on Kickstarter from 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 Canada? Right, and let's talk about that because our listeners are um, from all over the world, but they're asking that same question uh, because right now, currently, Kickstarter, you need to have a U.S. bank account uh, to be able to receive the funds through Amazon. Uh, Indiegogo and some of the other ones you don't, but in Kickstarter, you absolutely have to have that uh, U.S. presence. And so how did, being in Ottawa, how did you do that? Well, we, we uh, well, before going on Kickstarter, uh, we looked at some of the other crowdsourcing, so Indigo and so on. Uh, but of course, with the media, big bust of Kickstarter, we said, well, we got to get on Kickstarter. And for us, it was, a, it was, a, it was quite easy. Uh, my sister is actually an American, um, married to an American in Oregon. And she runs a small business that we partner with uh, for some of our web projects. Um, so we used her, her business's uh, business account and so on. So uh, we partnered with her. And that's what I suspected. Uh, I have done the same thing. Several uh, Canadian uh, people that I know have wanted to launch projects not board game related and have come to me and I have acted as their uh, trusted. And that's the key, right? You need a trusted friend. In your case, your sister, you must tr love your sister a lot to give her uh, all that money. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, one of the challenges as well is by doing that, uh, all the tax issues in it, you know, we had to look into all those, those before, before commencing, um, is uh, we, we have to claim it as sales, right? So pre-sales and so on. And um, we, uh, she charges us a small service fee uh, for, the, for the transferring of the money. Right. Funds. Yep. Uh, same, same situation. So, but just so our backers all know, that's how you do it. You go find yourself an American friend, give them all your money, and then hope they give some of it back. Exactly. Let's talk about your current project. It's called uh, Top This, the pizza flicking game. It's been on uh, board game. Excuse me. It's been on Kickstarter for about uh, just over 30 days, right? Correct. And you have how many days left to go? As the, as the time of this recording, how many days are left? We have uh, eight days left. Eight days, and you are. I'm looking at some charts here. You're just shy of your goal, aren't you? Yeah, we're uh, just about uh, 1,800 short. And um, you've been down this path before. This is, as we say uh, in certain parts of the United States, this isn't your first time to the rodeo. <laughs> Correct. Right? And so your anxiety level compared to the first time, what's your anxiety level like right now? It's, uh, it's much more subdued, for sure. It is, and there's great resources now because uh, KickTrack obviously out, is out there, and it's telling us on KickTrack that you guys should not only uh, pass your goal but surpass it significantly. Yeah, it looks like uh, 23,000 could be a, a good prediction, yeah. And that's, and that's a great idea. I have a chart in front of me that you sent that I'd like to talk about. And, and for my listeners, I'll put this on the, uh, on the blog, on thegamewhisperer.com and on Pinterest and some of the other places that, uh, on Twitter where we can find it. But it's a, a very illuminating chart. And what you've done, uh, Marquis, is you've sent me a breakdown of every marketing activity and then the impact that it's had on your funding levels as you've seen the, uh, the levels jump and go with that. So what I'd like to do is kind of talk about this chart and, uh, and break it down for the audience. Does that sound good? That's great, yeah. Okay, so let's start off with um, the chart starts off with what you call the early special or the early sold out special in the first couple of days, you raised $4,000, 27% and picked up 114 backers. Tell me about what, what is this early special um, thing that you put together? Well, after Frank and Dive, we, uh, we thought, okay, let's, how quickly can we get to the 30% mark? So we looked at some of the other projects and they were doing these limited early special kind of uh, 
and in pushing that right at the beginning when he launched projects. Um, so we thought, well, you know what, let's give, give this a try. It doesn't cheapen the product, um, but it, it gives us that little um, edge for the, the, the people, you know, the early backers. Um, so we, we, we calculated, of course, um, to try to get us to the 30%, and it worked out. Within 48 hours, it was sold out. It was, it was gone. We got 27%, and uh, 30%, I think, we reached uh, a couple days later. Yeah. Okay, so you, you create this artificial scarcity, and, and how much of a discount did you give for those early bird? It was a uh, forty. Uh, it was a, sorry, a ten dollar uh, discount. Um, uh, so for the for the, the thirty dollars, you would get all of the uh, uh, extras uh, during the campaign, including the little uh, veg substitution uh, from our. It's like a little substitution pack um, that we were offering at the forty dollars level. Okay, so they you get this first, and that, and as you look at the chart, there's this huge spike right out of the gate, straight up um, forty. $4,000 is raised, 114 backers. Then things start to flatten out for about, looks like for about, just about a week. And when I say flatten out, that's a, that's a, a relative term compared to the spike. You were still growing. You went from, you raised, still raised another $1,800, so it's a relative term. And you have this top this Tuesday. What's a top this Tuesday? Well, this is something we, we tried, and uh, this is probably good for your listeners as well, is that we tried this, um, this contest, this draw, but we weren't aware that you, you're not allowed to announce contests or draws on Kickstarter. That's so correct. It's called, it's called gambling. Correct. Yeah. So what we did is we had to remove it from Kickstarter and just uh, create, uh, add it to our website. And uh, what we did is we were offering, um, if you're, so in terms, yes, like gambling, but if you were a backer, a pledger, if you maintain your pledge, um, then you're in the pool for a potential uh, kind of promo products and stuff. Um, so that's what we did there, and um, it kind of turned uh, not as well as we expected. Um, so we're not going to do that again. Yeah, and that's a, a good point for listeners is that, uh, yeah, I know, and I had a discussion on my show um, with an attorney who we came on and we talked about why can't you do a draw or a raffle on Kickstarter? And it's because, as he pointed out, that's considered gambling and there are very strict laws against, or not against, but the regulation of gambling on the Internet, particularly in the U.S. And that's why you can't do that. And it seems silly, right? Because we're not, I mean, we're, this is not a casino, but right. the, the law is the law. But once I understood, you know, the, the reasons, uh, it made complete sense. Yep, it made, yep. It made complete sense. All right. So then uh, we see it kind of go up, and then you start to really flatten out um, because you only raised about $800 over the next week, uh, pushing you up to about $5,700, $5,800, $149 backers. And then, boom, you've got this thing called a combo sale that you launched. What was that? Right. So that little, you know, just for your listeners again, is that little um, dull moment for about a week or so is uh, we were busy, of course, with our own day job. Um, so we maintained some very limited amount of social media exposure of this is what's happening. Uh, so we took a break basically between that, that time. And then we said, OK, well, we got to get the spike up. Uh, so we created a new limited edition or limited pledge level. Um, uh, at a, at a higher rate than the early special, but still the, the, at the same kind of same package, but a little lower than, than the regular rate. So for a $36 instead of $30, you would get the $40 value. And, uh, okay, I don't want to insult my listeners. I don't want to insult anybody, but 
what kind of a break was that? Four dollars. Four dollars. For a, for a four dollar break, the spike is almost as significant as your early sold out, and you went from uh, fifty seven hundred to eighty seven hundred dollars. Boom! You you just done eight hundred dollars. You do this little launch, and boom! You raise another three thousand dollars in a week. Uh, that's kind of yeah. I don't want to offend everybody, but really for $4, really, but it appears to work. It works. It, it, it really works. I mean, the, 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 you know, the behavior or the thought of, of getting a, a sale and being one of the early, it's, it's, it's just an early deal for $4 that it, uh, oh yeah, it just racked up. Yeah, it did. And that pushed you up. Uh, you were sitting at 38% and that uh, pushed you quickly up to 58%, 200 backers. Um, now you're on the, you've escaped out of the mid-level doldrums of your project. You're, you're cruising along at this point. Um, this is the date here. I was on June 27th. So you've been launched for uh, about three, three and a half weeks. And then you, you, um, then you start kind of the media blitz. At this point, you had been doing the social media. And, and let's talk about that. What had you been doing on social media to keep the constant buzz going? Yeah, the, the plan for our campaign before we launched top, top this was to do the early special um, and then start some some reviewers and so on. So we, that was the, the original plan, and then do a, a local media blitz. So we sent out a press release uh, through our uh, Canadian Newswire, um, which uh, we wanted to focus at local and go to local kind of angle, um, and uh, it, it kind of helped out. Um, and uh, the reviewers started, uh, you know, posting their reviews on the game as well. Um, so we kind of came all at the same time and kind of got us not a flat line, but kind of started finally to get up again and just maintain the constant um, up speed as uh, newspapers were, were promoting us uh, or, or covered, um, you know, some of the radios and, and TV as well and so on. So, so when you put this press release out, did you get a media contacts coming back to you wanting to do coverage or did you have to reach out to them? No, they, uh, we've had uh, about six calls from different media outlets. Uh, we had a TV spot, um, uh, two papers, and uh, some, uh, some blogs. Yeah. Okay. And so now you've done that. You've done this little media release, the media, and now we go for about another, uh, looks like about another week, and we've gone up another $1,200. You're at 66%, 230 backers. And then you did two things, and I have to admit, I saw this come across because I was following you guys. I didn't under, I, I was busy. I just scanned it. I didn't understand it. And now I get a chance to actually ask you, what was the Peekaboo Pizza Party? <laughs> it's a concept we came up with to, uh, to give the local and media, we invited media as well in our media release, uh, to this event. So we, uh, we partnered with a, par with a, a pizza uh, bar, pizza bar, um, and uh, we settled, we put tables out with uh, a whole bunch of prototypes, and we invited all the local, local people, uh, different networks uh, through BGG and so on. Uh, and we had about 30 people just come and try the game, so which was quite, quite good. So you actually had a face-to-face, -face, because this is something that uh, people, particularly who, who are board gamers, um, I, I've had a guest on, um, the folks, uh, who, Regina Glocker, who did uh, the presidential game. They launched theirs with actually a, a local um, launch open house where they brought in the media and local celebrities uh, to do that. Local celebrities for them were like Christy Brinkley and other celebrities like that, so not quite at the same scale. Um, you actually got these people to turn out, and then you also ran a full-page ad in the local paper. Tell me what the thought was behind that. 
the full page, it was not an ad. It was actually, they, they featured us in the, the, the main newspaper here in Ottawa called the Ottawa Citizens. Um, they, they featured us with two large pictures, uh, one of the game designer and one of our prototype. Um, and it was a full page, page article and it was great. Yeah. So you got that coverage. Did you see an uptick in local Canadian backers at that point? <laughs> Very micro, um, just a constant. We had uh, we have a few Canadian gamer networks, and uh, a lot of them um, supports us more near the end. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Okay. And now, um, and we only have a couple of minutes left, and, and there, I realized we we weren't going to really be able to get all of this in. As we come towards the end, then you launched. Now you're up to seventy five or seventy four percent, and then you launched the board game geek contest and the banner. So let's let's. Talk just briefly about that. What is that? Well, uh, we we tried to do that with Frank and I as well, and we were we weren't able to. So we were happy that we were finally able to get a, a board game geek contest for this one, and it's our first experience with it. Uh, so far, we're really impressed with uh, how many people have entered. We've had over two thousand people enter already in in the, in this week. Uh, we, we're still trying to see the, the results of it. Um, we think to a certain extent we'll only really see the results once the contest is done and people see, oh, I haven't won. Okay, so maybe now I'll back the project, hopefully. Right. Uh, but, uh, but we won't have the full data for that un until it's completed this, uh, this Sunday. It, it definitely brought a lot of attention to the game because yes. it brought us on the, the hotness on the, on the left-hand left side. Um, for, so it was top, this was on the hotness this week. Um, so it was it was really good. Okay, and for those listeners, Board Game Geek, most of my listeners know that they're board gamers, but you guys are actually running ads and these contests to drive awareness for your for your pro uh, your project on yeah, these for, locations. For your board game listeners, um, uh, the board, the BGG contest. Why we couldn't get the Frank and like Frank and Die in it is because you have to book a certain week. Um, so there's only two, I believe, per week that can be featured on BGG, these contests. Yeah, they've started to change that model where they're starting to allow you to purchase a, a contest and then run it at, at any time. Ah, okay. They're starting to make those changes. So here we are, uh, and that was a, actually, that was a huge, a pretty big spike again. Now you're uh, kind of sitting here, and, and so to the coup de grace, is that how you say it? <laughs> is to be on funding the dream and just push you over the top, right? That's uh, that's right, exactly. Yes, there, there we go. Uh, well, we've got a few a few things in the basket. We've got uh, Snake and Lattes is a very popular now uh, board game cafe in, in uh, Toronto. Um, it's a, it's an amazing uh, board game cafe, and uh, like they have eight thousand uh, followers on, on on or likes on Facebook and so on. So they have our games. They have our little. Uh, uh, apron, hat, and so on, and they're supposed to do a bit of a feature this week, so we're hoping on that as well. That's great. Gentlemen, I want to say thank you very much. This has been uh, fascinating. Uh, we're confident, we, you, me, uh, that you're going to make it because we've been down this path. We see the, the stats. We see KickTrack telling us that we're going to make it. I think KickTrack's going to become the Kickstarter god. You go to the Oracle and say, am I going to make it? And then uh, <laughs> you say that it is. So... I want to say thank you very much for taking the time to be on the show. Uh, this is great. It's, it's fun to see this growth. And, uh, and then we're going to see a couple other games coming out from you soon, aren't we? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. All right, perfect. All right, you have been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. This has been Episode 69. My guests have been Marquis and Lucas with Unaforge uh, Games 
out of Ottawa with their latest project, Top This. You've been listening. Hopefully, you've been inspired. Take care.